0: Hey guys, it's Sunray, and welcome back to the My So-Called Thoughts podcast. Hello, hello, welcome, welcome. Welcome back, if you've heard another podcast, and welcome for the first time, if it's your first time listening. I'm your host, Sunray. I'm a wife, mama, a musician, and um, I pretty much just kind of like to uh, rant and just talk about different things that I'm thinking about, different things that I feel like we're all thinking about as people in society and society. Um, specifically America, because I'm American, (laughs) but uh, just different things we're thinking about, different things we're going through, different things we're dealing with, healing from, all that good stuff. We talk about it here. We cover it. Um, Yeah, just so you know. Uh, If it's your first time listening to the podcast, you can stream the podcast on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Anchor, and Spotify. Share it with a friend, loved one, family member, all that good stuff. Um, Also, be sure to follow us on the Instagram page, which is at my so-called thoughts pod, where you can stay tuned for any updates or anything going on like that. And, of course, please be sure to leave a like, a comment, a review, or anything of the sort on your platform of choice. And, you know, like I said, thank you so much for tuning in. Here we are, episode 18. Uh, We've got one more episode next week, and then that will be the end of season one, which is crazy. I'm so excited, so happy um, to make it to 19 episodes. I wanted to do 20, of course, because that's just, like, a more cooler sounding number than 19 and more like a complete number. But I did skip the week of Thanksgiving. I mentioned this last week and that's just because um, of the Thanksgiving holiday. And I usually – um, have new episodes every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, just so you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that'll be the end of Season 1, and then we'll be back in the spring for Season 2. So thank you so much again for just anyone who has listened to one episode, two episodes, all the episodes, anything, and just followed along. I'm just so grateful, and just thank you for listening to me rant about things and just listening to my so-called thoughts. Um, but I want to dive in, as usual. You know, I don't like to... Um, waste any time or anything like that. I just kind of like to dive in and as you can see by the title, um, today's episode is called Do It Afraid and um, I'm going to be talking more about why, um, why that phrase has just kind of stuck with me for the past, um, I'd say, two years at this point. Um, and really what I'm going to be sharing and talking about is uh, my family's story of how um a year and a half, almost two years ago, we just packed up our lives and moved across the country from our home that we had lived in, that we were both born we were both born in in Chicago, raised in the Chicagoland area, northwest Indiana area, and we just picked up our lives and moved south to Georgia. And I've said it a million times uh on the podcast that I was gonna share the story. Um, and not just because I'm like, ooh, you know, listen to us and listen to what we did, but more so like I'm just in awe of how everything went down and just how, you know, we just had so much peace and just the way everything happened that I just feel like it's not even so much about us, but just sharing the story. Like, I feel like it can inspire one person or, you know, whatever to, if you're in a tough place trying to make a decision or a life decision Um, again, not trying to make an example out of us and say, oh, look at what we did. But, you know, if you are a believer or not, you know, just having the faith and, you know, believing in God um, that he can do the miraculous and he can just open doors that no man can and close the doors that no man can as well. So, like I said, this episode is, you know, long overdue, and I just kind of want to get into it. Um, I will preface and just say that, you know, I will be giving, you know, of course, as much info as I can whilst, you know, still protecting the privacy of my family, because that is important to me. I'm not going to dive into every little intricate detail just because, you know, privacy is still, um, you know, very important to me and my family. Um, so there are some things I'm going to be like vague about. But again, it's more so just about what we learned that I want to share. And that is the focal point. Um, and of course, understanding the journey. So the story um, starts all the way back in November of 2020. Um, at the time, um, you know, the pandemic, like, it's like people were kind of like, it was a few months because obviously later in 2021, like, the vaccine came out and stuff. But it was – as far as, like, November, I feel like the, the country had – at least America had, like, opened and then closed and then opened. And, like, things were just kind of in an iffy, like, situation at the point. But, like, things were starting to slowly open up before they had then closed again, like, with the winter time because, you know, the cold and people getting sick and stuff. At the time, you know, it's just me and my husband – I had my, you know, I, I was working full time um, and he was um, working full time. Then he also had a part time, and I'm getting that in, um, in, just, in just a moment. But back in November 2020, um, my husband and uh, his side of the family, which is my family, of course, too, um, we decided to rent a cabin in Gatlingburg, Tennessee for Thanksgiving. And we were always. Um, you know, we were always exposed to one another for different circumstances, and, it, you know, it's not like uh, it was a lot of us. It was just, like, his parents and... Um his little brother and um, his older brother and his wife and their kids who um, at the time they were actually are they had already moved to Georgia earlier that year and I'll get to that in just a moment um, but we had already seen them and, and nobody was sick and everything so we were safe but we just kind of wanted to get together and spend time for Thanksgiving and we all stayed in that cabin and we like to hike in the mountains and, and, you know, and, and go through those different things. So obviously we did our best to, you know, not get sick and none of us got sick after that. Just a little, um, spoiler, none of us got sick. So just want to preface that. And uh, we all did our best to stay healthy and stuff. Um, so we loaded up our cars and we drove down, uh, which at the time, like I mentioned, we were living in the Northwest Indiana, Chicagoland area, and we, packed up, you know, we packed up for the vacation and we drove down to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. And, you know, my husband and I, we love Gatlinburg. Like he grew up going there all the time, and I had only been there one time the prior year in like October 2019, like, wait, you know, of course, before the pandemic even hit. So we were super excited. And obviously, like it had been a tough year for everybody with the pandemic and just with work and everything. So we were really happy and thankful and excited to um, just be be with family, you know, because that was obviously tough throughout the year. And at the time, my husband, um, he that week that we were going down there was his vacation week with work um, with his full-time job. And, you know, I had been working from home for like the entire pandemic. So I just took off that week as well. And, you know, as I mentioned a few moments ago, my husband had two jobs at the time. He had his main full-time job that he had for like five years, essential worker. And then he had a part-time job, um, that he had gotten a particular field the year prior. And that part-time job, he, that was the field that he wanted to work in. Um, and that was kind of like his, little foot in the door uh, type situation. And he eventually wanted to get into that full time and leave the, you know, job that he had been at for five years. So like I mentioned, he was on vacation um, already for that week. But before this vacation, he was actually off for two weeks because he got sick at work. Now, it was not COVID. He tested negative. Like pretty much what happened is he got sick and threw up and we just figured out it was like food poisoning or something. But it happened at work, and they had a policy at his job that if you're sick at work, no matter what, you're taking two weeks off. They didn't care if you tested negative. They didn't care, you know, your circumstances. It was like, nope, you're just off, um, and and that's just what it was. That was the policy. There was nothing that you could do about it. You had to wait the um, – COVID um, inc- incubation period, like it didn't matter if you tested negative for COVID, you, you had to take the time off. So and they would force you off. So that's what he did. um So what the timing, it just kind of ended up happening that way, where those two weeks he would be off, he would end up going into his vacation time, which again, was completely out of his control. And no, we did not plan it like that. Like, yeah, it was nice you to be like, oh, you know, this is going into my vacation. But at the end of the day, like, you know, my husband's a hard worker and that's, you know, it just wasn't planned that way. So we went on our trip. It was amazing. It was great to be with family, you know, obviously during a hard time in the world. And, you know, after that trip, my, you know, me and my husband went back home and we started to have like some serious discussions. You know, we pretty much had talked about wanting to move south like, before we even got married, like while we were dating, we just didn't know where we didn't know when, you know. But we knew we didn't want to stay like in Chicago, Northwest Indiana area forever. Um, you know, we just didn't feel like we just didn't feel like we belong there anymore. Um, even though like it was home and it'll always be home, you know, we were both born and raised there. But you know, we just felt like we wanted a change, and you know, we just knew that that was something that we would always. You know, look forward, you know, just look to the future and desire to move south. So, you know, we started to talk seriously about moving to Tennessee, potentially. We didn't know when. And this was right when we got home, like like literally right when we got home, you know. But we started looking at, oh, you know, what if we move to Nashville? And, you know, the goal that we came to was that, okay, you know, he's going to leave his full time you know, that job he was at the five years, transfer into the field and find a job that he had, like down in Nashville that, you know, that is in the same field as the part-time job that he had, or at least close to Nashville, I would keep my job and transfer to a Nashville location. And that was kind of like the dream. Uh, So as soon as we got home, we came to that conclusion and that decision. Um, you know, my husband started applying to jobs in the Nashville area and like I said we started doing this like the minute that we got home. So then obviously my husband's vacation was over and you know, he was ready to go back to work, but with his job like if you're out for like X amount of days, even if it was for vacation sickness, whatever, it didn't even matter. You had to go through like this process to return to work, like you had to see like their company doctor and all this type of stuff. Um, so of course you know my husband complied and did what he needed to do this wasn't the first time um, that he had gotten sick and he, like there was a time like before the pandemic like way before the pandemic and he got sick and had to be off and had to go through this similar process so it wasn't out of the norm that they were asking this of him I like oh, okay well yeah I've done this before because I had gotten sick before um, so he'd gone through everything and he finished up on like a Monday. Or something like that. And he was supposed to return on like the next day on a Tuesday. Everything was in place. We were all ready to go. And then all of a sudden, we received the terrible news that um, my husband's grandfather, who was living in Puerto Rico, had passed away. And, you know, the passing of, you know, we call him, it's his abuelo, we call him abuelo the passing of Willow like broke the family. It was very sudden. Nobody saw it coming. And it was hard on all of us. And, you know, you know, it just hit the family pretty hard. You know, it, it was very devastating. And, you know, my husband's grandfather, before moving back to Puerto Rico, you know, he lived here and well, there <laughs> and, and in our area. And, you know, um, my husband's, my husband and his brothers were, you know, were younger. They, you know, his grandparents helped take care of him and stuff. So my husband calls him his best friend, you know, he loved him so much and it hit him really hard. And, you know, of course the rest of the family, as I mentioned. So, you know, my husband's grandfather was alone at this point in Puerto Rico. And the night we found out, you know, we all gathered at my in-laws, you know, my husband's parents' house, and we just supported one another. And, um and was you know just held each other were there for one another at that time. You know and you know we tried to talk about next steps at once you know we were able to and you know because he was in Puerto Rico, and you know the conclusion that we came to was that anyone that was able would go down to Puerto Rico to help. Huela, um, you know, which is grandmother in Spanish but how well it prepared the funeral and everything else and, you know, just support the family at the time. And, of course, we all decided a family, like, we're all going. Um, Like I mentioned, though, this happened the day before my husband was supposed to return to work, like literally the day before. Like, I wish, you know, I I can't make this stuff up, just the way that everything happened. And it literally happened the day before. So, you know, my husband you know, when he was able to, he called his job to inform them of what just took place. And that, you know, now, coincidentally, unfortunately, this was an extremely unfortunate moment in life that no one wants to go through, now has to take off time to, you know, for bereavement to go to Puerto Rico to bury his grandfather, which, you know, if you don't know, or if you're not in America bereavement is pretty much time that you get off from work and some jobs pay for it some jobs don't but I'm pretty sure at least in our state at the time like you know if your company has a policy to which his company like if your company has the policy to give that to you then they have to by state law and at his you know job they had that was in their policy so he could request bereavement now whether or not it was going to be paid bereavement or whatever you know then that is another conversation but he can ask for bereavement especially if someone like direct like not like oh my second cousin tries to move passed away but no his grandfather um someone close to him uh passed away so he called to let them know and they gave their con- condolences at first and said call them When he gets back and to keep them updated. Then like an hour or so later, he gets another phone call from them stating that he needed to come into work tomorrow, which was the next day, to discuss things with them. At this point, you know, we're very confused. We're like, hold on a second. Like, my husband just told them that he was grieving. Like, literally called them almost in tears. You know, lost his grandfather that night. Like, what could possibly need to be discussed so urgently that either couldn't be on the phone, handled an email, just whatever could not be discussed either once he came back or maybe in a couple of days, just anything, you know, right? Like, or, and they wouldn't even tell him what it was about. And he, um, you know, he didn't have a good feeling about it. I didn't have a good feeling about it. And he also, you know, they had a union there, so he talked to his union rep, and we pretty much got inklings that they were going to try to screw him over in some way. And unfortunately, this company, company, is notorious for screwing over their employees like purposely it's like power trips like they just do what they can to like screw their employees which makes no sense but we had seen it happen so many times to other people throughout my husband's five years there and he had never ever been like in extreme trouble like he had a clean record um everything like that so it's just like you know what what was so vital that they couldn't respect my husband's grieve me and give him the bereavement that he deserved by law because or is in the company policy, at least, uh, at least, or even just (laughs) like giving him a day, at least like he just found out it hadn't even been like 24 hours and like literally hours before, you know, so my, my husband, um, like I mentioned, he had talked to the union and he'd pretty much gotten the scoop that, you know, they were, they were just on some BS. Um, because he had been off for uh, you know a while, even though that none of that was his control. You know, when he had gotten sick, it was at work, but then he tested negative and told him he wasn't sick and they didn't care. They said, well, you're still out. And then he had his vacation, which they do like a vacation pick out of seniority. He picked his vacation rightfully so his paid vacation and took it and now was trying to get back. So nothing really made sense. Um, you know, he went in, the next day and, it, and he just pretty much heard a bunch of BS and um, you know, my husband's there and, you know, he's trying to like hold it together from, you know, grieving. And they just literally did not care. And, you know, what ended up happening is that they brought up something that happened months prior that had nothing to do with the, the now. And it wasn't even anything worth like threatening to terminate somebody over um the and the thing is is they didn't even bring it to his attention at the time like they held on to it but that's the type of stuff that they would do it's like if somebody did something they didn't like they wouldn't even approach them and discuss it they would hold on to it and use it against you later and you know they brought it up through it in his face and questioned him over it essentially the whole thing like i said like it didn't make sense but pretty much without giving too much information you know there there was nothing that what happened was not like immoral or anything like wrong of character it was more like a technical policy thing okay I'm just gonna pretty much say it pretty much what happened is that when he was off um because it wasn't the first time that he was off um for like this COVID being off a couple months back he had gotten sick um but he was just sick like it was just like a really bad cold but they don't care they see you cough once and they would send you home and they had they had put him they'd sent him off, and again, like they wouldn't let they didn't care if he tested negative, he would test negative and this happened like in September, and they made him be off so he pretty what he did was he went in and worked his um like part time uh job, and somebody saw him and then like told them and <laughs> one of the managers that he had spoken with um about it. Literally told him everything is fine and was literally sitting in that same office on that day, silent while the other managers are throwing it in his face. So as I mentioned, there was nothing in moral character. It's like he was out sick. They forced him to be out sick and he just went to go work his other job. That's pretty much what happened. Um, So you can see how like silly and crazy it was, especially when you have like a tenured employee there for five years was like a rock star employee. And instead of approaching him about it at the time, they held on to it, and then they brought it to his face now. So I don't know what that sound is outside if you could hear it. My apologies. But that's pretty much what happened. So they threw it in his face, and that same manager that said everything was fine back then was sitting there silent. And, you know, they even asked him, like, did any manager okay this? And he said yes, and then he uh, they asked who it was. And, you know, my husband, you know, being just a a man of honor. He didn't, um, he didn't say anything. Um, he just kept it to himself even though he could have totally like threw that manager under the bus. He just kept it to himself and they pretty much put him in a place where they're like, well, you know, um, you know, where he could like fight through the union, like what, you know, fight like either fight for his to keep his job because they say he broke policy or whatever, or, you know, he could just resign. And it was silly because they ended the conversation by saying, like, oh, you know, um, we'll resolve it when you guys get back from Puerto Rico. <laughs> so then it's like, OK, what was the point of, like, doing this, like, the day after, like, you found out about his grandfather? Like, you guys wanted to hurt him. That's what you wanted to do. Um, but I will say this, like, I will never forget um, something, though, Um you know, before he went into that meeting, my husband and I, like I said, we had inklings that they were going to try to do something because just the way they were acting, and we've seen it happen to other people before. Um, I will never forget, I was sitting on our bed, and my, my husband was uh, standing in our closet uh, getting ready, and I told him, I said, you know what, you know, babe, I don't know what's going to happen in that meeting, but if you need to make a phone call, to Georgia do what you got to do now obviously like I mentioned at the time he was applying for jobs in Tennessee but also at the time his brother had recently in the summer moved down to Georgia and began working a job in the field that my husband had a part-time job in and wanted to get a full-time job in his brother like tried to get us to try to get him to apply there before in the past and you know tried to get him try to get us to move down there but at the time We never saw Georgia like in our future, um, so we didn't go for it. And at the time when I said that to him, you know, I don't know why I said it. You know, my husband, you know, he could have gotten the union involved and he could have fought for the job because like I said, like I told you, it it was such a stupid situation and it was just so dumb and there was nothing like immoral of character or anything. It was just like a silly policy thing because they were like, oh, you were supposed to be sick. You know what I mean? Um, but they're the ones that forced him to be off <laughs> for the sickness that he and he didn't have COVID. Um, so he could have fought for it, but I knew deep down that he didn't want to. He wasn't passionate about that job and he didn't want to do it anymore. And I knew and I understood that, you know, which is why we were looking for jobs for him in Tennessee to go into the field that he was passionate about you know, his brother had always told him, like, when he moved down, they're like, hey, I'm just a phone call away, if you want to get in over here, you know, so after that meeting, he made the phone call, and we had no idea what we were getting into, or what we were doing, (laughs) a few days later, we were on a plane to Puerto Rico, uh, to say goodbye to Wello, and uh, we spent a week there with his family, just helping his grandmother, and getting things in order, you know, at the house, and stuff like that, and it was so nice to be together and you know like I said we hadn't seen his brother um in, it had been like a, a month or or two and um and, and his wife and kids and it was nice for us to all just be in the house together in Puerto Rico and he was telling us about Georgia and the job there and you know we started to get excited and I remember I brought my Mac with me to you know Puerto Rico and we did the application while we were there. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. I know. You know, we had no idea what we were getting into and like what was happening, but somehow we just knew that we were doing the right thing. It was crazy and it was the right choice. You know, in our heart, in our hearts, in our mind, we're like, well, we wanted to move south, south anyway. Maybe this is our shot. You know, and while Georgia, we never saw Georgia in our path. You know, we decided to take a chance. Because my husband, he's not the type to idly sit by. Like, he's not the type to just be off and da-da-da. Like, he's a go-getter. So, you know, he's always... He, something door closes, he's on to the next thing. it you know, obviously, eventually, we came back from Puerto Rico. And it was almost Christmas at this point. And, you know, I finally told, like, my family what was going on. And that, you know, we were probably going to be moving to Georgia. And had everything that happened. And that it was moving, like, really fast. And, um my husband ended up going into that part two meeting like I said they said oh we'll finish this conversation when you get back and he just straight up walked in there confidently and said I'm resigning and he walked out with so much peace I gotta throw this in there (laughs) you know they one of those the the lady the manager lady had the nerve to start crying and say she was gonna miss him (laughs) so like what was all that for like I said like I don't mean to go off into a tangent but like toxicity in the workplace go listen to my podcast okay that's like episode like three or four or whatever I think and you know again like it was just that power trip type of stuff but that was also the type of stuff that he wanted to get away from that he had saw happen so much that toxicity in his workplace <laughs> you know what I mean um like they had to say they were going to miss, the nerves say they were going to miss them and they're crying and stuff. But it's like, you literally just put me in this corner. Like, were you really going to try to terminate me or was this just whatever? I don't want to go off into a tangent. Not the point of this podcast, but you can see how crazy it, it was. Ugh, another lawnmower. I don't know. You guys may not be able to hear, it, but, you know, the truth is, um, is that, you know, we had no idea what we were doing, but we knew we had to make a decision and that's just to type me in my people that me and, and my husband are like you know we're not going to sit idly by we're like okay we got to do something but we were completely blind we didn't know what would happen we hadn't even ever been to that part of Georgia I w- I've been to Atlanta was I like when I was like nine years old and my husband had been to like Columbus when he you know when he was younger maybe I can't remember if he said he'd been to Atlanta but like we didn't even know where we are moving talk about stepping out in faith all we knew was our family that lived there, they loved it. And they, and you know, we were longing for change in our life and we wanted to move south. And we we just stepped out in faith. And like, let me tell you, like God literally cleared the path for us to move there. It was insane. Sometime after Christmas, we, you know, with everything going on, we're like reevaluating life and goals. And the topic of children came up. You know, my husband and I, we wanted to start trying for a baby two years into our marriage would have been, which would have been May, 2020. But obviously that was the height of pandemic. So we're like, we don't know the state of health right now, so we're going to hold off. But then at the time, you know, we talked about how, you know, we wanted to maybe start trying and, you know, we pretty much came down to the conclusion that we wanted to do that. And I remember like literally after leaving my parents' house, we went to my parents' house on Christmas. I remember, I told my husband that I wanted to have a baby by the following Christmas. So we tried once and I got pregnant. (laughs) And, you know, I knew that we didn't have any issues with like fertility. But the reality is, even if you don't, it could take months to get pregnant. So I just I didn't know how long it would take to get pregnant, but it didn't take long at all. And, you know, before we got a positive test, my husband had to go down to georgia to take like some tests and stuff he found out last minute we hopped on a plane super last minute we were able to stay with our family um down here which was awesome we were only here for a couple days and you know we got to finally see where we'd be moving to and we got to you know look at places to live and stuff and we actually liked it we're like oh man it's beautiful down here like this is so different than back home in chicago northwest indiana and um We went back home and continued to get things in order, and then I got a positive pregnancy test, and I could not believe that I was pregnant after the first try. I was like, this does not happen to most women. Like, I just, like, really, I cannot believe this. So, like I said, you know, we got that positive, and I was like, all right, now I'm pregnant in the midst of all this, and it's like, what the heck are we doing, you know? Again, just another step of faith that we felt that we should have taken. We just felt it in our hearts. And, you know, honestly, it was all God, like all day. It was God all day. And we just had this unquestionable faith. And, you know, we had to go down again a couple weeks after. And, you know, this time it was for a week. And at this, you know, this point, you know, we had already told our close family, like my parents and his parents and stuff. And siblings and everything that I was pregnant because I found out like really early I was like three weeks when I found out um, by the time we you know had to come back to Georgia I was like five or six weeks it was the height of my morning sickness I call it evening sickness because I was actually good in the morning and really sick in the evening but um, it was horrible I couldn't eat anything I was so tired all the time I never threw up though I was just extremely nauseous and extremely tired and could not eat anything um, but you know we went back home and the countdown began. I notified my job, and guess what? Like, this is what I'm talking about, that, like, God just cleared the path. They literally transferred me to a location down here, no problem. They created a job for, like, a spot for me at the location, like, a miracle, and it was seamless. Like, everything was falling into place. We found an amazing uh, place to live, there was absolutely no struggle getting here at all. Everyone helped us move out. No issues leaving our place, you know, back in Northwest Indiana, Chicagoland area. Um, you know, everything was so seamless. Even my husband, like getting the job, just everything, it was like boom, 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 boom. Everything is going perfectly, you know. So we packed up our lives, we loaded up our lives in a moving truck, and we moved in March 2020, 20, uh, March 2021. I'm sorry, Jesus. March 1st we were here and I even found like an amazing OBGYN down here as well and we just couldn't believe how seamless everything went we couldn't believe like how beautiful it was down here my pregnancy was going great like baby was doing well you know my husband was doing well Uh, he had to go to training and everything was going well with that like every door opened for us and it was phenomenal Like we knew then it was the right thing for us to move. We moved into our new apartment and, you know, our family eventually was going to go back because some family came down to help us like move and unload and stuff. We said goodbye and we began our new lives in Georgia. And it has certainly been a journey to say the least, you know, my husband completed his training and I continue to get bigger and bigger with my pregnancy. <laughs> I, You know, I was huge. Okay, go listen to my, um, when no one tells you about um, uh, pregnancy podcast. <laughs> but, you know, of course, as I mentioned, I say this all the time, you know, we're believers, but just watching God do what felt impossible. You know, when I sat on our bed on that day where my husband had to walk into that stupid meeting and my husband was getting ready to go, and just looking back at that time, it's just insane. And in such a short amount of time, you know, w- we just experienced so much change. And I'm just so thankful for the faith that we had at that time. Like I already said, you know, everything fell into place. Everything was just right. You know, we continued to adapt and we went back to Chicago for um, uh, our baby shower couple months before um, I had to give birth and you know we came home to Georgia we had our baby boy and everything with that went well you know go listen to the podcast where they don't tell you about uh, labor and postpartum Um, (laughs) but everything it's just been quite interesting like ever since like life has been super busy I will tell you especially with the toddler now running around but God has blessed us more than we could have ever imagined like I still look back and I'm just like what the heck happened? (laughs) and and how did it happen and like we're so much happier than what than we were than when we left Chicago and we're so thankful and you know the reason why I wanted to share our story which obviously there's so much more but that's just it in a nutshell and again I I obviously want to protect my family's privacy but that is pretty much what happened and how we got here um but the reason why I want to share this story is simple you know like I said The phrase that I felt in my heart ever since we moved experience, everything that we did, do it afraid, or even do it anyway. You know, we were at a place in our lives where we could have had ultimate fear, fear that my husband would lose his full-time job, fear of the unknown, fear of moving to a new state that we literally did not know and barely knew. Fear of how it would go. Fear of moving to a state with only a few family members and we were about to bring a baby into the world. You know, we could have had all the fear in the world. Fear that my job wouldn't transfer me and I would, and then I wouldn't have a job at that point. Just fear of just everything, that we wouldn't be able to find a place to live, that we wouldn't be able to find community, that we wouldn't be able to find a church. Fear that, you know, my husband wouldn't be able to get into the job down here, all that type of stuff. There was so much to be afraid of at that time. But, you know, we, we didn't let fear stop us. We didn't give in to the fear, and we didn't give fear one second. We stopped. We tapped into our faith, and we took a gigantic leap of faith. Like, it has to be the craziest and biggest leap that I've ever taken in my life. And you may say, like, oh, moving out of state, like, that's not... You know, that's not taking a step of faith or anything. But, like, look at how it happened. Like, l- look at the timeline. We go to Gatlinburg. We say, we want to move. We're not happy here anymore. My husband gets ready to go back to work. We lose well, a loved one. His job is acting buck wild. We take a leap of faith. It wasn't the move itself. It was the way that everything happened. Because the truth is, is that, you know, we could have just, we could have stayed. My husband could have just applied for a full-time job in the field he wanted to and, um, you know, where we lived. Or he could have buckled down with the union and fought to keep his job. And we could have just stayed in the mundane. And, And what we, for us, stayed in what was mundane for us and just didn't feel right for us, we could have just stayed there. But we said no. It would have been easy to stay there and just keep going the where we were going and just keep going and living life the way that we knew that we didn't feel, like we didn't feel right about it because it just didn't feel right for us. And sometimes in life, we're afraid to go after what we truly want. And we disqualify ourselves, we second guess ourselves, we don't trust God, and we don't trust the situation. And we're just afraid overall to just try and to give, to give life a chance. And I just want to encourage you, you know, whoever out there is listening to this podcast, you know, whatever it is that you're afraid of doing, do it anyway, do it afraid. Step out and take the risk. You know what I mean? Like I said, we didn't know what the heck we were doing. We just knew that we wanted to change and, and we wanted we wanted to step into something new. And it wasn't like we were bored. I don't mean it like that, but like we just didn't feel right where we were at and the state that we were at in our lives. And obviously, we love our family. We didn't want to leave our family, but we felt like we feel called to live somewhere else we don't feel like this is home for us anymore we're not meshing well here and 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 if you maybe you're going through something in your life where you're just like this just feels off and and we're and I'm not meshing well with this situation and I need to make a change do it and don't look back and that was one thing that we did and it's crazy because throughout the whole part like obviously leaving our family was extremely difficult and that was um, you know extremely tough and it's not something that we wanted to do like we didn't want to leave our family but you know sometimes in life you really do have to think about yourself and i don't mean in a self-centered way but if you feel like you're in a situation that isn't right for you that isn't leading you the right way or just something like the math ain't mathing for you like yes you do need to think about your family and your friends and your loved ones but you also have to do what you can to protect yourself and to help yourself get to the next season and to the next um, step in your life and that is what we did. Now I obviously, you know, want to stop really quick and say like when it comes to big life decisions, like don't be reckless. <laughs> some people may say we were, but in reality, like we knew that we'd be okay. Like he was applying to a job out of state and I was able to get close to my job and obviously God had just cleared the pathway. Um it's just the way that every it's just because everything happened so fast for us, that some may say it was crazy. Like my husband applied to the job in Georgia um like a week before Christmas and we were completely moved in and settled in Georgia the first week of March like that's like what less like two and a half months for our lives to completely flip upside down and change it's a very short period of time to kind of figure everything out the way that we did and again it's just it's just amazing like the move the job the the test leading up to the job, you know, my job transfer me, finding the dr- a dream OBGYN that would take me in, you know, finding a place to live, just packing for the move, everything. Everything was completely seamless. And, you know, we are so thankful for the journey and for the story that's continued to be written of our lives in Georgia, We're still adapting. We're still meeting people and, you know, still planting our feet. They say it could take years to get adapted in a new state, and now we have our little Georgia boy who was born and raised in Georgia. He's only been in Chicago once, but obviously we want to continue to take him there to see family. Um, But obviously, like I said, you know, I share this story not to be like, oh, look at us and what we did, but just to encourage you that whatever you are, dealing with in life if there's something that you want to go after if there's something that you know is in your heart that you want to accomplish a goal a dream a a life choice just the next step whatever it is you know i just strongly encourage you to to just do it you may be afraid but do it afraid it's okay to be afraid it's okay to you know if you do have fear at the time we didn't have time for fear and I think that's just why we didn't have it at the time because we we literally just didn't have time for it. like everything was just moving so incredibly fast that there was just literally no time to even like sit down and like be afraid of what was going on um but even if you do have fear and you know do it anyway do it anyway do it afraid and do it anyway and that and that is just you know if if anything of this situation has taught me it is that is do it anyway go after that dream go after that goal go after that job Uh, move across the country move across the world go after what everyone's telling you not to do because they're afraid like trust me when I tell you like obviously it was hard for our family to watch us you know move you know, across the country. And, you know, with that, you know, you got your parents that love you and, are, and we'll try to talk you out of it and stuff, but obviously they want the best for you. But, you know, they just love you so much. But like, we couldn't let those uh, or that fear stop us, you know. And it's crazy because every time like my dad or like my mom or we have people visit us, they're like, man, you guys seem so happy down here. And we are, and it's just because, and it's not that like we're like, oh, you know, we we hate where we used to live. It's just like, no, I just think that it was just time for us to go somewhere new. And sometimes life is like that. Sometimes it's just time for you to do something new and to try something new, and that's okay. It didn't mean that where we were at and where we were living or the situation was bad. It just means that we were we were being called into a new season, into a, an into a new place, and that's okay. So that's another thing too, like. Obviously, there's some situations that you do need to get out of in life. But if it's like ours, it wasn't like it was a bad situation. I mean, obviously, we didn't want to stay on the path with that job. That was, you know, crazy cuckoo. But, you know, it wasn't bad that we were living in our hometown or, you know, whatever. It just wasn't for us anymore. And I also thank God that we were able to recognize in that moment the opportunity that he was putting in front of us, because I feel like sometimes we really truly can, can miss the opportunity that God has right in front of us. And because we're focused on other things or we're just consumed with other people's opinions and thoughts, that we miss what God is putting right in front of us. And, like, that's my prayer for myself, that's my prayer for you, is that if God is putting an opportunity in front of you, that you would see it, that I would see it, and that we would take it and take hold of it and we wouldn't let fear get in our way. We won't let anything stop us from doing what we really wanted to do, really want to do. And like I said, I'm just so thankful. I'm just so thankful that you know, we're building this new life and it's like it's literally like starting from scratch and that's why you know, there's that fear also of like starting over. Finding friends again, finding you know all this type of stuff. But I'm just so thankful and I'm just incredibly happy and incredibly thankful to God that he has blessed our family uh, with everything that we have here. And, you know, we're just we're just grateful. Life's good. It's not perfect, but I thank God every day and I encourage you to do the same. And like I said, I just, you know, as I wrap up, you know, today's podcast, I just I just want to encourage you again, whatever you're facing or dealing with in life, if you're afraid, go after it. Don't let fear or anything stop you. And stay encouraged. That's the best thing. It's just stay encouraged and know. And, you know, whether you're a believer, you know, I don't, I'm don't, i not sure. But if you are, keep your eyes on the Lord. And he will guide you to the right place. But obviously said I'm wrapping up the podcast. But thank you so much, you know, for listening to my family's story. Um, another reason why I also, you know, put it off. Because I know I said it many times in the podcast. was just because I'm like... It's, it's a crazy story, but it's also not like super long, so I just knew I would get to it eventually, but that's pretty much what happened. Um, obviously, there's little things in between, but I obviously want to respect my family's privacy. I don't want to give out too much information just because of that, but thank you so much for listening to our story, and I hope that, like I said, not to highlight us, but that you would just be inspired that whatever you are dealing with or facing in life, that you, too— can do whatever it is, anyway, and you can do whatever it is. You know, do it afraid, do it anyway. But again, thank you so much for listening. I pray that wherever you are, that you would seize any opportunity in front of you and not have fear. In Jesus' name. And uh, once again, podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and Anchor. Uh, follow the Instagram page at my so-called Thoughts Pod, and of course, leave a like, comment, review on um, your platform of choice. And thank you so much again. I hope you're well wherever you are, and that you seize every opportunity in front of you. But uh, this is Sunray. I'm out. Peace.